Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I've built a set of mathematical models named Sideline to predict various sports outcomes. For more about the model, the course of this episode is to cover six Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Friday, April 14th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and the community rules. Also, if you're interested in projections of picks for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. The link's in the show description. But even if you're not there, still thrilled to have you here. Remember, the sports are unpredictable. So the discussion on this show projects a typical game and does not try to forecast it to a T. That would be a foolish and impossible goal. Take a long-term view around here, and we don't get distracted by one outcome, whether that's one good outcome or bad outcome. So totality of results that we're interested in, I'm always preaching about this. In all sports, we know we are going to lose plays. The magic information is not going to make us not lose plays. If we knew which ones, obviously we wouldn't pick them. We know we're going to lose plays. That's okay. We're going to win more than we lose backing a trusted process, and that's what we're doing here. So far, the dub club plays have done Better than the show plays. It's not going to continue. There's no gimmick where I'm trying to put the better plays at one or the other. Uh, it, we've just had some a little bit of bad variance, some of the B and the C grade picks. Again, it's starting to pick up. I think it will continue to. This stuff balances on the long run, but over a two-week stretch, you never know what's going to happen. A plays have been great. Hopefully that can continue. Will the B plays pick it up? That's what we're looking for in the long run. I think it will happen. It's just you never know what's going to happen day-to-day, game-to-game. One of the games I'm going to talk about, going to massively miss. That's okay because we're going to do better overall than not. The idea being, what I'm always saying, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say it will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Recording this here on Thursday afternoon for Friday games, uh, I'm exhausted. I have a fun Vegas story. Uh, uh, cousin Jared and I are out here, and uh, so he, he's not on the show because we don't – we only have one camera here, and, and it'd be kind of weird if he just like popped up behind me, you know. So you know, he, he's down, he's down the down the road right now. But we were out late last night downtown playing some blackjack, and uh, we decided to go to Taco Bell last night. Uh, just like midnight, I'm coming from Central Time, so I was tired. And we drove by the place that we're staying, and I told the Uber driver, I was like, "Can I just like get out here? Like I'm sober. I can, like walk across the strip. We're in the middle of the strip. There's no cars coming the other way." I was like, no, you can't do that. So uh, long story short, I, I tried to walk across the strip last night. So I was so tired. Uh, we ended up going to Taco Bell and it was like an hour long wait. And then it took forever to get back. So, uh, you know, uh, what happens in Vegas is you don't get a lot of sleep. Uh, but most of you probably already know that. But we're having a lot of fun uh, out here, you know, living it up. Uh, got a lot of great plays for Friday. I'm really excited for it here. All games at night. But before we get to it, some reminders. Please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. If you turn on notifications, don't miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. Agri Money Line plays return four units. It is risk plus win equals four. If it's even money, that means you risk two to win two. That way, you risk proportionally more on favorites and dogs. It's kind of a way to do slightly adjusted flat betting. B grade plays that return three units, C grade plays return two. That way, we get more on the A grade plays, which do better than the B grade. Not quite to the extent they've done so far. It's a limited sample size, but A grade plays should be better. So, I want a little bit more on them, but the B plays should be ROI positive uh, in no time. Let's get to it. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. 6 40 p.m. Eastern, Diamondbacks to the Marlins. Take the Marlins minus 134 and A grade play. We haven't backed the Marlins that much this year. I'm going to go through the in-depth of this, uh, but the long story short, the too long, don't read or don't listen version of this is twofold. Number one, uh, Marlins offense above average against left-handed pitching. 
according to sideline. And number two, I want to fade Madison Bumgarner every chance I get. I mentioned this both times he's been out there. He's pitched horribly so far. His underlying metrics are somehow worse than his 727 ERA. He is one of the worst swing pitchers in baseball. I want to fade him. The fact that the Marlins offense is not good, but against a lefty, I think he can hold their own. Bodes even better for us. Added bonus that Diamondbacks are left-handed heavy, so facing a lefty in Trevor Rogers, who has also not done well this year, should bode well for the lefty on the Marlins. I think he's better than Bumgarner. He'll be facing a weaker offense. Overall, the Sunmax offense probably better than the Marlins offense, but lefty-lefty, it really swings in our favor back in the Marlins. At home, Sunline says it should be Marlins minus 151. They win this 60% of the time, and thus minus 134 is a fantastic A-grade investment. Total in this one is 8.5 or 9. Model says 9. Doesn't really trust either one of these pitchers and doesn't trust Bumgarner whatsoever. Might have an open roof in Miami. It's one of the very few times that might be possible. I'm unaware of the humidity there. Humidity plays almost no factor with regards to the ball carrying. There's a slight difference in the molecules in the air, but it's rounding air relative to wind and temperature. Humidity used to matter a lot, and it actually was that humid humidity actually made for a more run suppressing environment, not because of the ball flying through the air. Again, that's really rounding air. It's the fact that before the humidor, uh, humid uh, temperature meant that the ball was sitting in humid temperatures and it was heavier and it was more spongy. Now with the humidor, that's gone. So we don't have this issue where the balls are sitting out in humid or dry air because every team's using humidor. So uh, unsure of the humidity in Miami, it's not really a factor with regards to the actual amount of scoring and it's rounding air, uh, but it will be in the mid seventies in Miami. So they might be able to open the roof uh, either way. If it's open or closed, it should be a run friendly environment, given the fact that you have one average pitcher in Rogers and one well below average pitcher in Madison. So the model would lean over, especially with the way overs have gone so far this season, but either way, a great pick on the Marlins again, too long. Don't reversion. I love fading Madison Bumgarner as much as I can, as good as he was in the past. He is not that today. Also 640 PM Eastern giants at the tigers. Going to be on the Giants here at minus 135. It's a B-grade play. It's a near A-grade play. Anywhere even actually less than a nickel movement towards uh, for us on the Giants, and that becomes an A-grade investment. So that minus 130, if you could find that. Model likes that. Uh, even more, the model says should be Giants minus 144, that they went almost 60% of the time. And so minus 135, again, a pretty good investment here. Even though we're backing a road team, the road team that's much better. Pitching-wise, I think Sean Manaya is much better than Joey Wentz. I know Manaya was terrible last year, but he has a track record of being better than that in the past. His one outing this year as a starter, not great. Underlying metrics, not great. Still better than Wentz. Wentz is terrible, and he's not as bad as that 10-29 ERA, but he's not going to be good. We're talking about, again, one of the worst pitchers in starting baseball. The Giants' offense is around league average. It's better than the Tigers' offense. Giants' bullpen, much better than the Tigers' bullpen. The Giants should be bigger favorites in this, so minus 135 is a pretty good investment on the road team. Again, B-grade play, and if you can get slightly better on the price, it gets to an A-grade, so definitely one that I would have invested in my portfolio. Temperature-wise, we're going to be around 80 degrees Detroit start for first pitch here. 70 degrees around the close of the game. Winds will be blowing in at just over 5 miles an hour. Model projects a total of 8.5. Actual total is 8.5, so a pretty good total projection in this one. If you were going to do anything, you could gamble that the 
uh, Park is going to play even more hitter friendly than I think it's going to and play over. Also, because as much as the model thinks Shamanai is average, that probably isn't accurate. He probably is a little bit worse than average. My point is that even if he's not as good as the model thinks, he's still a better pitcher than Joey Wentz. But you could easily make the case these are two below average pitchers. Tigers bullpen below average. And while the uh, Giants offense isn't amazing, and neither is the Tigers, uh, the pitching in this game should allow us to get some runs, especially with a warmer day. Ball might be flying out. And of course, Detroit's going to play more header friendly than it was in the past. The model says it's spot on, but I would lean over rather than under if I was playing to make it almost an A-grade play on the Giants at this short price. 7 to 7 p.m. Eastern. Let's go north of the border and take the Blue Jays against the Rays. Minus 102. is a B-grade pick. Model projects the roof to be closed in this one. Drew Rasmussen and Jose Barrios. I still have the Blue Jays as a better offense than the Rays. The Blue Jays relievers fall behind the Rays relievers. And Drew Rasmussen is the better pitcher in this matchup. But the fact that the game's in Toronto, all of that kind of washes out. You give a hitting edge home field to Toronto. You give the pitching edge to Tampa Bay. This is a coin toss game. Sideline says Blue Jays minus 102. So if we're going to play minus 102, that's a reasonable investment on the Blue Jays. If they win about 50% of the time and you're playing close to even money, it's not a bad pick. The Rays are a really good team, and I believe in the 12 games that they've won, I believe we've backed them in 10 of them. If not, it's been at least nine. So it's done really well, and the models really like this Rays team and has pegged them pretty well for the most part. Here's the thing, though. They're obviously not going to go 162-0, and most of the teams they've beaten haven't been that good. Now, that's not to take anything away from them. It doesn't matter who you're playing. Winning your first 12 games like they've done is still – or 13 games as they've done is extremely impressive. But – it's a different story now going on the road and facing Toronto. This will be a much tougher test. And while Jose Barrios results have been terrible, number one, he's been better at home than on the road. I don't really know if that means a lot, maybe a little bit more comfortability, but if nothing else, I have to point to the fact that while his ERA is really bad, the advanced metrics, the underlying metrics, which are much more predictive than ERA indicate that he's going to be an above average pitcher. Now that's only two starts. Those advanced metrics account for, but using historical data, including mostly waiting last year, more than any other previous year, I still got him rated as a 98. Is he as good as Drew Rasmussen? No. Is he as bad as you might think? And as bad as at ERA? Also no. So I think there's a little bit of value back in the blue Jays here, because I think people are seeing Barrios that bad ERA and thinking the Rays are going to continue to roll. They are a really good team. They're going to win a lot of games. The model does like them, but we're getting some value here because people are thinking it's much worse than he is. And he's not great, but he's also not nearly as bad as that ERA would indicate. So I like backing Barrios at home on the road, a little bit scarier. At home, I do like backing him. And again, that Blue Jays offense is electric. Ray's offense very good as well. I like Drew Rasmussen. He has a zero ERA in his first two games. Underlying metrics are always positive. He's a really good pitcher. And the Rays could absolutely win this game. To me, the bottom line is right now I'm seeing minus 115 or so on the Rays. And it's the fact that the Blue Jays around even money are the more valuable players could absolutely win this game. It's a straight coin toss. So take closer to even money. If I could get the Rays at minus 102, I would. We are on offer that though. We're out the Bra the Blue Jays almost at even money. I think it's a pretty smart investment. It's a side I'll be on anytime I can find value because I think people are misrepresenting something. I think people are maybe overvaluing the Rays a little bit and undervaluing Jose Barrios. That's going to give us value in the Blue Jays. That's my pick on this one. Total is nine. Models is 9.6. I would be looking at the over on this one because these offenses are incredible. Could easily get to a 4-4 game as well, and that way you at minimum push. So over another strong look on this one.
Some late games to talk about here, 9.40 p.m. Eastern. Mets at the A's. Me back in the Mets here at minus 175. A little bit of a big favorite here, but I think it's worth it. The model says it should be Mets minus 190. And just given the starting pitcher discrepancy and the travel spot, which is horrible for Oakland, I think anything that starts with a one is a good investment on the Mets. Minus 175 qualifies as a B grade. But again, as I mentioned earlier with the Giants, almost anything better than this qualifies as an A grade. So I really like the Mets here at this. Again, I'm not a huge fan of parlays, but if you were going to do one, the Mets would be Really a strong candidate to put in there. Kode Singa, a pretty good pitcher. I like him coming over. Uh, he's done well so far in his two starts. Underlying metrics are solid. Not quite as good as that 159 ERA, but he's a pretty good pitcher above average. James Comprolian, I do not like. He's very bad. He's maybe not quite as bad as that 1117 ERA, but that's not saying anything. Terrible pitcher. Massive starting pitching mismatch. The Mets bullpen. While not as good without Diaz, is still better than the A's bullpen. Their offense definitely better than the A's as well. And the Mets were able to get out here on Thursday after playing Wednesday and having Thursday off. The A's played on Thursday afternoon and now are getting back home. So both teams are traveling across the country, but one of them had a full extra day of rest. This first game is going to be a real big advantage to the Mets on their travel spot. The A's not going to have much of a home field advantage whatsoever. I think the Mets are a really strong play. And even though it's only a B grade, with my own money, I'm kind of treating this like an A grade because I think the spot sets up to be a strong Mets play. There are no locks in gambling. The A's could win this game. Weird things happen in baseball. But thinking about if they played this game 100 times, the model says that the Mets win this around 65, 66 of them. I think it's probably closer to 70, and I want to take my chances and lay a price. As long as we're not laying a number that hurts with a two, I'm all over the Mets here. Again, minus 175 qualifies as a B grade. Chilly night in Oakland, low 50s. I know you're not surprised. Wind blowing out like it usually does. That's kind of built into the park edge. Uh, the ballpark factor money line, I, the total on this one, seven and a half or eight model says 7.7. I think it's a pretty well priced total and not one that I want to touch. 10, 10 PM Eastern Cubs, the Dodgers can play the Dodgers at minus 165 as an A grade. You know, maybe the smart thing to do on this one, if you're playing the Dodgers, as I'm recommending is to play the run line. I believe the Dodgers in the last couple of years have won like 120 games, like 110 of them or something have been covering the run line. They tend to lose or cover the run line. Is that going to hold going forward? I, you know, I don't know. Um, my biggest thing here is I, I'm transparent, transparent about we're going to win picks, we're going to lose picks, not hiding anything. And I'm trying, I, I don't know. I don't really know. I mean, what we've seen from the Dodgers covering the run line with this and, and barely ever winning one, one run games it doesn't seem really likely to continue. It did kind of trail off a little bit at the end of last season. Um, to some extent, the books are saying this too. They're kind of adjusting. Um, I, I just, I don't think that they're never going to win another one run game, right? That said, uh, the same size is relatively large and that they've done this. So, I mean, personally, I'm going to be splitting my wager between the two, playing a little bit on the minus 165 and playing a little bit on the run line. It's enough data that I'm starting to think maybe that's just the way we should be playing the Dodgers is either to fade them or the run line. Am I going all in on that? No, I'm kind of hedging my bets a little bit playing both. Why? Because money line is typically the way to go. You don't have to worry about, you know, weird what happens if it gets the extra innings. They have to walk off now, stuff like that. You just got to win the game. That's the team's incentive. They don't care how many they win by that sort of thing. So I love the money lines. I've got the math on the money lines. That's my bread and butter. So I'm mostly sticking to the money line. But with the Dodgers and what I've seen from this, I'm going to split the wager between the two, as I think that's probably a pretty smart investment. I'm on the Dodgers here with Noah Syndergaard against Justin Steele. Justin Steele is the better pitcher here. Absolutely. But here's the thing. 
As I mentioned previously, I think there's a little bit of a, a discrepancy here with regards to how we're valuing these two pitchers. Steele's done great so far in his two outings, 0.75 ERA. ERA is not very predictive. It does tell you exactly what happened. It doesn't necessarily tell you what will happen. The underlying metric suggests he's going to come back to earth. He's still a good pitcher. He's an above average pitcher. And because he's a younger pitcher, he's going to be able to climb the ratings faster every time he pitches well. And he has pitched well so far this season. Again, he's the better pitcher here. No argument on that one. Here's the thing, Syndergaard at this point, while his last start was terrible, I do expect him to pitch better this year based off of the way pitchers return from injury. So the model projects him as league average, but I expect more from him. Maybe that's wrong, maybe that's misplaced, but I do like the, you know, now that he's a full year removed from all the arm troubles, this is the year that he should bounce back and do better. He did in his first start, didn't in his second. It kind of is what it is. While I'm acknowledging that the Cubs have the better pitcher, that's the only place they have an edge. The Dodgers are one of the best offenses in baseball. The Cubs offense is below average, bullpen-wise. Cubs bullpen, not good. Dodgers bullpen, good. Games in LA. Other than the starting pitcher, this is all Dodgers. And here's the thing is I don't think the difference between these two starting pitchers is that much. It's there, absolutely. It's not nothing. It's just I don't think it's as much to justify this price. I think the Dodgers should be bigger favorites than they are. The model says Dodgers minus 196. So anything starting with a one is a good play. Minus 165 easily qualifies for an A grade. I just think the Dodgers at home should be bigger favorites of this. They shouldn't be in the 200s, but starting with a one, I think, is a good investment on the home team. And we just basically have to hold our breath for the first few innings, hope that Cinder can keep the Dodgers in the game, hope that, you know, we're tied at two or something in the fifth, and then we're in great shape going forward because we have the bullpen and the offensive advantage. So I love the Dodgers here at a price like this. I think it should be higher. The Cubs, not a bad team. I just don't think they're that good. The offense... Again, not at the bottom, but it's just nowhere near this Dodgers offense. Again, that's half the ball game. Relievers are part of it. So as much as I think that Justin Sill is a good pitcher, he's only going to account for 25 to 30% of what happens in this game. The rest of the game is decided everywhere else, and the Dodgers are looking pretty good in the other parts of this game. That matters. Dodgers minus 165, a good pick. Total in this one's 8.5. Model says 8.3. Chilly night in L.A. in the low 50s, wind blowing out. Normal night in L.A., not a total that I want to be invested in, just focusing in on the Dodgers. And last one here, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, almost made the A-plus play of the day. Again, if you want that A-plus play of the day, they have been rocking and rolling. All the A-grade plays have. If you want the ones that we're not talking about on show, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. This would be the second A-plus play of the day if I was doing one. I'm just doing one because I know people like that. So I'm holding to my absolute favorite. But I do also really love this. And with my personal money, I'm going to be investing in this game like it's an A-plus play. I love the Mariners at a price like minus 165. The too long don't read version on this one is I love fading the Rockies away from home. The Mariners have had value. They should have done much better in Chicago than they did. That got wonky. They finally got the job done for us last game. But the Rockies on the road is a very different story. Seattle at home, a strong play here. Model says it should be Mariners minus 211. Minus 165 is a gift. This Rockies team, not a bad team at home. They held their own against the Cardinals. On the road, though, they're just not going to do well. They have it. It's not a one-year thing. It's been for a decade now. They play really well at home, but this team is not very good. Their offense lags behind the Mariners. Their bullpen isn't good. The Mariners' bullpen, not as strong as it was last year at this point, especially with the recent injury, but they're still a good bullpen. And I'm not a huge Marco Gonzalez fan, but I do think he's better than Austin Gomber. He's had better results. Far the lane metrics have been better, the projections better, not by a lot, but again, if you got a small edge in the starting pitcher, a huge edge in the bullpen, and a huge edge offensively at home, all of that has a recipe for a number that should something to minus 165. A great play on the Mariners, you can absolutely love it. It's the fake A plus play of the day, if we'll call it that. Not my absolute favorite, but just 
barely behind the one that does get that designation. The last thing I want to say about this one, both these starting pitchers are bad. Here's the thing. When the mayor trouble Gonzalez and he doesn't go deep, which does happen and might happen here. They have arms to turn to in the bullpen. When that happens to Gomber, they don't. So that's what matters here. If the bullpen situation was different, if the starters were better, you know, if the Rockies are throwing a better starter, it's a situation where sometimes they can hide that bullpen. With the bad starter, though, the Mariners have the opportunity to hide that and limit the damage that Gonzalez can do to them. The Rockies don't. Love the Mariners here at minus 165, a great play. Model projects the roof to be closed and a total of 8.3. Actual total I'm seeing is 8 Neither one of these pitchers is very good. So if I was going to play something over eight, doesn't seem like a bad play in my mind. I'm not going to do it. I personally like to, unless it's an extreme case, I kind of like to just have one play on a game. And so I love the Mariners so much. I'm probably not touching the total. If I do, it's just going to be with a little bit, just focusing on the Mariners. I think it's a fantastic investment at these low prices. Get it before it goes up. If it doesn't, people are crazy and missing out on a really good Mariners play. Otherwise, that's all I've got for you here. Thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content right on this channel. Just right into your feed. Be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting tips. And until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.